Hey girls and gays! Hey girls and gays! Welcome back to another episode of Our Shared. What Our Shared? Where we connect the gap between where we are and who we are. No. Where, where we, we connect. Are. No, where no, no, we can. No. Okay. I can do it. Where we connect the gap. No, close the gap. Where we close the gap between who we are. And who we want to be. Yes, and who we want to be. Oh, awesome. Today we have a fabulous episode. We yeah. have the hunk of a man, Abelade. <laughs> um, the boy of all baby boys. And as I always say... The he- champion of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a baby boy. I think he's Ibo. Ibo. So oh. beware. I, what is that? No, he must be tribist. Is Ibo a Yoruba? Hey, that's not me, that's them. Oh. Those people do it to themselves. <laughs> They do it to themselves. Wakunda and her what world. In her what world, he mm-hmm. looks as good as he sounds. We're going to link his stuff in the description box. We are discussing health. Yeah. Um, we're looking at therapy and diagnoses. Do diagnoses help us or hurt us? Um, and to what extent do they do both? Mm. We're also looking at how our perception of reality affects our mental health. And which comes first, your mental health affecting your reality or reality affecting your mental health? Yes. And thirdly, we're going to look at um, the tension between alternative medicine whoop, whoop, and Western medicine. Wah, wah. <laughs> but still, though, free healthcare. Yes, literally, literally. <laughs> Shout out free healthcare. Yeah. So we're looking at all these things, how they intersect. Mm. And essentially, we're looking at the cost of health. Yeah. Um, the physical cost, um, financial cost, and an emotional cost, and how we structure, how we get help and health. Yeah. Enjoy, friends. Oh my God, you absolutely will. Friends and gays. <laughs> so, should we jump right in? Let's do it. Tell me, guys, what are your opinion? Why is mental, physical, and spiritual health seen as an optional luxury? Why is self-care something you have to, like, actively do and opt in to? Mm. Why isn't it just like a state we live in, a state of being? Ooh, I'm ready. Well, I, I think um, in terms of it being an optional luxury, I think it's because there's a lack of education around it. Mm. So, you don't when you grow up, like, when you're growing up, you're not really speaking about these things. So, by the time you get to, like, being a young adult, you don't really have any of the tools available to actually be able to process those things properly. And you have to mm. actually physically go out and learn yourself. Um, and for, for a lot of people, I feel as because a lot of your childhood is just spent on you getting a job and surviving and certain things. You're not taught much besides that. Yeah. So when you're in school, yeah, I mean, I don't remember a single lesson I spent in school talking about self-care or spiritual health or even mental health even. Yeah. Obviously, you, you had like sports, sports, um, like PE and stuff like that, but they didn't really give you the information about, oh, like how your physical health can like impact your mental health and all these sort of things. They never really connected the dots. Mm. So I think you're pretty much left to yourself to do it. Um, and that can happen when you're 25. That can happen when you're 45. And then the gap in that sort of time period for people is when, yeah, I'd say you then have sort of the luxury to actually go and dive into those things because the world just sort of tells you that, you know, you should just focus on surviving. But let me ask you guys then, just on um, what Ab said, what are we doing with our lives if not looking after ourselves? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, as you said, Ablade, we when we get older, that's when we start to think about how to take care of ourselves so that we can, like, function better. But what are we... Why isn't, like, care the actual... The function itself? 
Why is this such a side dish? I think, I mean, I feel like because it doesn't directly plug into a, I blame everything on capitalism, but like a system where people can like directly make um, either money from it or benefit, um, yeah, to benefit from it sort of externally in that kind of way. Like, okay, so if you're taught how to live well and to take care of yourself, you need doctors less, you need uh, health practitioners less, um, like you're able to regulate yourself mm. better and therefore, you know, the... You, you plug less into a system that needs you um, to be dysfunctional. Oh, um, so you being healthy is not beneficial really. Yeah. So, state. so I think it's, it's directly non-beneficial and then, so the, okay on one hand but also it's just not beneficial so there's no like incentive for anyone to wait a minute not anyone but you know what i mean like big corporations or like government structures to make sure yeah. everyone's well there's no like you know there's no financial reward for them directly or something like that like for yeah for some mm. reason it's easy to let it go by the wayside yeah i agree with that 100 percent there's no <laughs> even when it comes to like your school curriculum or anything like that there's by that age, I guess, you know, mm. all the way from the government down to just a classroom, they don't see it as a priority relative to all the other stuff that they could teach you, basically. I agree. And I, and I, the reason I'm really interested in what you said, Nyak, uh, about how it's just not beneficial for us to be well is how does that tie into the way we handle our own, um, wellness or unwellness? Mm. So, do any of you have any of you ever been diagnosed with anything and and how did that like that diagnosis benefit you or actually further complicate your relationship to your wellness or unwellness mm. um and you don't have to be specific about what was diagnosed if you don't want to but like do you guys think a diagnosis for you personally is beneficial do you trust diagnoses ooh that's a big i mean for me, um, the diagnosis would be like anxiety and depression, but it's sort mm -hmm. of been a bit of a roller coaster because I've had different opinions from different people. And some of that that impacts that is race as well. So I've been to like the NHS where a lot of the, um, a lot of the stuff that you'd get involved with if you're, if you're trying to take care of your mental health, I was just met with, uh, doctors just given me trying to give me antidepressants since i was like eight, 18 maybe and with without really doing much so they'll sit there and have a conversation with you for about 10 minutes and then from there they'll just <laughs> hand you they'll give you the option of taking antidepressants without really going deeply or really talking too much yeah and then and then they'll either do that or put you on a list which is like you know you'll wait two years before you'll get you know um some sort of maybe CBT or something like that. What is CBT? Uh, it's cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay. So, yeah, but basically I just think that it's not been, in terms of the diagnosis, I've had even black therapists tell me that when a lot of their black um, people come into their tasks or their clients, they'll be talking about how they've been treated about the NHS and they're not necessarily supposed to tell me these things, but yeah, they do definitely see a trend in how black people are treated versus you know other races when it comes to that wow you see i don't yeah i think i think i don't know who said this and i ran with it about how they believe western medicine's really good for trauma and like broken bones 
Oh, Deepak Chopra. It was Deepak. Yeah, I was about to come <laughs> wow. Down. Yes. Wow. She our own Some father, guy. you don't even know. Some, Some guy. guy. Some guy. Um, yeah, he said so like Western medicine um is really good for like broken bones for uh, trauma um and like t- treating symptoms but when it comes to treating the causes sometimes that's not like a, a really big focus and I just feel like with diagnoses w- when I look back in my life I can identify points where oh that was dep- oh I gained 20 kilos in three months okay that's depression okay my heart was beating up my chest you wake up and you hear voices in your head that might be like a symptom of anxiety so like I I can look back and and note where I've had mental health issues but I've never had a diagnosis. And I think that's twofold. Firstly, because culturally, that was never a thing I grew up with. Like, if you're not doing well, it's just considered you're not doing well. And then eventually you'll do well. Like, it was just not considered a thing to necessarily get assistance with. So I didn't know. I didn't have that vocabulary. And then, of course, going to England, a lot of people were getting assistance. And so it was considered a Western or a white thing. Mm. That That's how I internalized that. But then secondly, I think I kind of have, I don't know, it's kind of chicken and eggy. I kind of see people who have diagnoses and I wonder how much are you role playing what you feel depression is versus experiencing these symptoms because now you've been told you have depression and when you're told you have something sometimes you can fill the you can fill the hole you're given but on the other hand it can really also empower when you're Mm. diagnosed that empowers you to to understand your behavior and also to deal with it and so i'm really i'm a big fan of like i webmd a lot of things (laughs) i like i'm a google doctor um, and I tend to diagnose myself and then deal with it that way. But I feel like I think everyone for themselves really has to think about whether, um, diagnoses just enable their destructive behavior or actually like help them find solutions. Ooh. Yeah. That's actually, that's exactly how I feel. That's what I was going to say, Mukundwa, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was, was that actually like what's helped me, I think is knowing my patterns or knowing which, um, like w- what's either going to help me, um, deal with something or if it's just going to make me spiral. Um, and I guess, and so like in some ways it's helped me to know that when, if I know something for sure, or if I hear it from an authority, mm. I know that I will spiral or oh. I know that I will just, you know, um, oh, cause you'll take it for- buy into that. Yeah. Right. Cause you know, I don't, I don't research shit. I just keep living my life. Um, yeah. So, but it's a tricky one though, because yeah, as you say, being diagnosed has helped some people to take ownership of things. Um, but I know that. So for me, I know that I will spiral if I, if I hear something is cert, you know, as a certainty from someone else. But I also know that I don't get information like concrete information just because I'm scared of what if it is this thing that I'm dreading. So I'd rather just live oblivious and be fine and be happy. Um, the yeah. other day I went to the doctor because I have this pain in my foot that was there for three months and I told her about it and I said, I think it's my urinary tract or whatever. And she did some, you know, prodding and poking. She was like, look, there's nothing there. Maybe it's just period pains or you're having a bad day. The next day it was gone. Like I'd had this pain for months and months. But so I didn't. And it was, this was a doctor or the? This was actually a real doctor, like a real doctor, so a you, medical doctor. So the pain in your foot, you thought the pain in your foot was your urinary tract? Yeah, reflexology. Oh, I see. Okay, no, no, that needs to be explained. Okay, okay. Oh, as a a doctor, you know what I mean. A Western doctor wouldn't say there was a pain in your foot that was urinary tract, but you didn't tell her about the foot. You just said I did. 
I said, according to reflexolo- oh. reflexology, the spot in my foot correlates to my urinary tract. Oh. And my reflexologist also says, yes, that would be where my urinary tract is. Can yeah. you find anything? And she was like, no. And then I was fine. How did she respond when you said all that about reflexology? Um, she didn't, she didn't bat an eyelid, really. She Were you feeling something over. in your urinary tract as well? Sometimes, yeah. I'd feel That's pain. So but now it's all gone and I'm fine. So I'm just saying, like, for me, I know so much of my realities in my head. Wow. I think I know what you're talking about, though. <laughs> I think because for me as well, there's been times when, when I'd, I'd come to a conclusion about something, like during a therapy session. And once I get to that conclusion, like, my, yeah. my entire reality yeah. changes. So it could be. F- it could be it could be physical stuff like yeah. it was physical stuff sometimes but the second i got to that conclusion yeah. that sort of thing just disappeared and like that's why i was laughing when you're talking because it uh, sometimes things are definitely in your head and yeah. but then that's that that's that's also part of it i guess could it be possible that absolutely everything is um on a spectrum of of our conscious decision so like kind of a figment of our imagination to some extent. To some extent, but but meaning that that with enough um, focus uh-huh. and maybe belief that we can overcome anything, like even, mm-hmm. you know, the extremes of, and I say this, I'd say this tentatively because it's not something I suffer with, but like the extremes of um, maybe anxiety, for example, like if if you're diagnosed with anxiety like that's not it doesn't necessarily mean that then the answer is is only through western medication like it could yeah. be through personal i don't know work somehow and i don't have the answers yeah you know what i mean whereas like me yeah. with my light anxiety sometimes this and that like i wake up in the middle of the night or whatever mm. and i can overcome that but i i see how i can and i call it light anxiety but people that you know feel like a deep deep anxiety like could it be on that spectrum of with the right um advice and guidance from an expert in you know dealing with things Mm-hmm. without medication like could it be do you think do you think that's a thing a thing or do you think no 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 um i personally I've, oh mm-hmm. sorry abs i just want to read up before you talk so there's something called psychosomatic and yeah. that's when your first mental, of all you've never ever done this oh yeah i just quickly <laughs> looked it up to make sure it was the right word okay so where your um mental uh state manifests into a physical issue so where you have so much pain in your hip they look there's nothing in your hip and it's actually something to do, like it's it's something internally right. um that is now manifesting yeah. so i do believe in that okay I, I think now i understand the difference okay yeah just for that yes abs um for me i'd say it's it's extremely complicated and it's yeah for me i'd say it's more on a case-by-case thing where yeah. some some people will agree, some people will completely disagree. Mm. So yeah, and it also depends on like the context of your situation as well. So some, you know, for example, if somebody has um really really bad anxiety, mm. one person one person you know that might have been linked to something extremely specific in their life, which they then found out and then got hold of and then dealt with, and then their and then their anxiety di- like completely disappeared. And there's someone else mm. has nothing specific about why they're so anxious all the time. So but then they have to possible? pretty much. I think so. You can just have anxiety and boom, like it's not linked at all to anything. Yeah, I think it's possible. 
So then what it's like chemical imbalances, like literally a physical thing. Yeah, like, yeah, that's where, and and then that's where the the Western medication comes in. And, you know, you just have, you just take a pill every morning, you know, and get on with your day rather than Mm, this, this, yeah, rather than this adventure to, you know, dig deep into your mind and (laughs) get to like the root. (laughs) Not an adventure. (laughs) (laughs) I it, yes yes I I think and I was thinking about this and my personal belief about um like my wellness and unwellness is that it's all that illness is like a reaction so for me with my body it first like talks to me then it shouts then it yells and then it gets a sickness and so the manifestation um like energetically if everything's a flow and you have a blockage, something's going to, there's going to be a break wherever that blockage is. Mm. And then I, ma- it manifests in whatever I have. And so because I look at my illness like that, I tend to, for me, everything's energetic and everything's spiritual. So if I just get to the root of, um, whatever conscious or subconscious issue my body is responding to, because it does respond to those things, then I can at least deal with that illness. Mm. Um, yeah, that's kind of my belief is that it's a response. And with Western medicine, we treat the response. We mm. treat the symptoms, treat the symptoms. But where's it coming from? Why would my body not be able to process yeah. that chemical? What is actually happening? Can we follow that up? There's very little investigation um, and also very little holisticness that what about energy? Like if we're talking about the physical things and how the cells replicate, but what about energetically? Um, why don't we look at the intangible? Because that affects us too. And how, I mean, if we can acknowledge that stress, something we can't look at with our eyes, causes illness in our bodies, our boss shouting at us causes illness. If we can understand that, then there are so many other energetic playing fields that we should look into when we look at unwellness mm. and treat the source. Because I just think when you treat the symptoms, we always have symptoms and symptoms are there to for me to signal me to the issue. That's why it's a symptom. Um, But I think when we don't look at our health that way, we're stuck in this rut of, um, yeah, of just like kind of treating the symptom because we, yeah. I, and I think it's, that's just to do with like your belief system and your medical education, like what you believe in, what you think works for you. Um, but the way I see it, the Western medical system, it's, it's, it's working for some, but I think it's failing most. I think we need, and I don't think the answer is only totally Eastern or totally Western, but definitely an understanding of what, what planes we exist on and there's three dimensional where it's physical but there is literally also an energetic one and we i just don't think we do enough work there and i think a lot of people when we talk about spirituality because of their um relationship to religion or christianity or whatever their experiences often is negative with our generation Mm. there's such a repelling like oh no come on that's like woo that's not real but then we've dismissed a really important dimension of our lives that you can't opt out of there is spirituality you know you just can't like energetically you can't opt out of any of that stuff and if you believe you can then you're you're really not helping yourself (laughs) do you know what i mean you're not engaging on a level that's so real and i i also think it it also comes back to capitalism again because it's like when you have like especially when it comes to medication and stuff of course a corporation they're gonna take a look and say you know how much revenue can we make versus you know this sort of cost if 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 we can just, you know, get everyone to believe that it's just symptom based, then they've spent, you know, half an hour in a room and now they're on, now they're paying us, you know, 200 pounds a month for 30 years. Or we can then get them in the room and then 
get them for one one hour a week for the next 30 years in order to figure it out when they might not actually be buying anything yeah. mm-hmm. so then yeah so then from like from that perspective it makes sense as to why they wouldn't they wouldn't even bother because if they can convince you to pay them you know all this amount of money over your lifetime in like 30 minutes then they're just gonna stick with that yeah yeah even yeah. a friend um was mentioning to me and Yak yesterday about how with psychologists she goes to a lot of she has depression and she goes to um therapy and she feels like there's some therapists she's been to where they unravel her and unravel her and unravel her and in a way to kind of keep a consistent client rather than to really be like just specific rather than taking the shortest route to help her enable her to solve her problem and so have you can you relate or do you like have you had a similar a similar or dissimilar experience with therapy oh um i'd say yes because there was a very awkward time with my current therapist actually um where she was realizing and we were talking about like how well i'm doing now compared to when i first started and then there was this look in her eye and then she was like oh so i guess you won't need me anymore and it was that sort of awkward <laughs> silence where it was like, you know, <laughs> I'm so dead. <laughs> where, but then obviously I replied and I was like, the reason I'm doing so well is because I'm here every week. So like, well, I'd be stupid to stop. What? Um, Abs, you played a trap. No, but it's true. Like, if mm. I'm doing something every week and I, and it's got me to a certain level, yeah. why am I why am I taking the risk of stopping exactly what got me here? It doesn't make any sense to me. So I didn't do that, but yeah. So I get exactly what you mean because at that point, it, we weren't talking about therapy anymore. <laughs> we were just talking about money. Like, oh, okay. But okay, <laughs> my question with this is: Why can't you the same the same relationship? you have with this therapist and the same um conversations you facilitate or you both facilitate that leave you um more able to like handle life why don't you create your environment around you to facilitate that too rather than this really specific pocket that you pay for why can't you do that with friends and family as well Mm. because i honestly think it's a skill Mm. and there's a skill involved and that's where um, the money and stuff comes in that one, I think it's also important to speak to someone who's outside of your circles, mm, who's yeah. not going to have any emotional bias or is, is going to get emotionally invested in you to that extent where it might cloud judgment or cloud. Yeah. Because when you have it with your friends and your family, it's hard. It's hard to keep that sort of relationship where, you know, because with your therapist, there's no reason for you to ever believe that they'd not tell you the truth or so tell you anything true. because you're basically both strangers to an extent. Even, you know, you might have been in therapy for a year, but your lives don't interact in that way. Like she's just there to speak or he is just there to speak to you and give you a guidance. And I think that's what separates the good therapist from the bad ones is that a, I think a good one just guides you in a in a direction that mm. you you like innately know anyway wow they don't try they don't really try and change you too much wow. they just guide you in the direction that you know where you're going yeah so would you say that um like the aim of therapy is to stop being to stop needing to go to therapy or do you think it's something that could maybe even and should carry on indefinitely oh bitch 
I think it's a carry on indefinitely because I feel. Oh, bitch. <laughs> no, because I honestly believe that there's just, especially how things are now, there's too much outside of therapy that can rock you, that can really change you, like, you know, just change your direction of where you're mm-hmm. going without abs. you necessarily okay, this is knowing. Where I disagree. <laughs> no, no, because to me, abs- no, because to me, there's, everyone has agendas, even if you might think your therapist has an agenda, but to me, it's like, it's also a relationship where you, you know, you came to them also. Like a therapist doesn't advertise, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's a very different sort of market. It's a very different sort of marketplace. They're not advertising nothing. You came to them. Mm, no, true. Yeah. <laughs> but my issue with all of this, okay, not all of this, my issue with what you've just said about, um, uh, basically therapy is like maintenance work, right? If you have them, yeah, that, that, that it's a place you go, um, to maintain whatever mm-hmm. optimum, like, you've achieved with them. How I see it is, when you have that opinion, um, first it's like, okay, no one, my problems or my concerns or my, um, thoughts I have are unique and that, like, people around them, me might not share them and might not relate or understand or be able to contribute, but this specialized person can. So then you isolate yourself by not engaging in this way, in this dimension with people around you. And then to think that your problems are unique further isolates you and alienates you. Whereas we all, we all think about like, wow, what's the point in being here? Why do I even have to make money? Is this enough? We all have the same thoughts um, on the suicide spectrum, on the spectrum of like existentialism. The reason why we all need to go to therapy is because we're not having these conversations with each other, I feel, because feeling separate is the main cause, I feel, of these issues, is that you feel like no one else relates or has the same experience. And if you just like talked to people around you, you'd find that shit like so many people do. And it's actually hella common. I, I've, I agree to an extent, but I also feel like with relationships with people and stuff like that, that's also quite volatile. Whereas your, your therapist is someone who it's not based on anything that can really, um, change. Mm. Yeah. So you, you have friendships and family and stuff like that, but those re- relationships are emotional roller coasters to an extent. Yeah. And then that can then perverse the whole, nation of like the emotional exchange and all that sort of thing where as your therapy can be extremely consistent there's no the issue but for my thing with that is that you're treating it like it's precious like how you feel and what you think and your true beliefs and feelings are just common common every day so if you tell that to your mom and then you have a fight the next day and you can't communicate that with her for like a week that's cool like you talk to your friends but if you've made this if you've kept it so quiet, so you've made it such a taboo or such a special thing to be able to have access to your mind, then you will feel like that. Why can't you just integrate that in all your relationship? Like, why can't that quality be in all your relationships that you choose to, to be in? Why have you made this a therapy thing? Um, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, for me, what I'd say is that I just think for, I think there's a, it's kind of unrealistic Mm. to an extent because when, you know, within your own life, there's just such a separate context to everything. And it's less, I feel like the, the reason why therapy and stuff is so important is because when it comes to like relationships, there's, there's, there's like too many variables. Like you just said with your friends and family, you know, there's no reason why I could create that sort of, um, relationship, but, 
for me personally, you know, it also becomes a matter of need. Like, what do I necessarily need? Um, in my personal life with relationships with my friends and family, you know, there's a certain aspect of needs that I get, but it doesn't mean like I need more relationships or less or I need to invest more. That's just how the relationships are. Mm. And that's, if that makes sense, like, that's my own context of I get what I need from that aspect yeah. and then I get something else from another aspect. Yeah. You know, like how you're, you know, on a podcast, you guys talk about having, you know, different friends for like different purposes. Yeah. It's sort of, more, it's sort of similar in concept where even if you, if you're not getting certain things from your entire relationship group between your family and your friends, that might not have anything to do with your family or your friends, like, or even with you. There's just an aspect of, of yourself that you might not necessarily not. I can see what you're saying where you talk about how you're not necessarily diving in and you might be able to access that with your friends and family. But I just feel like when there's a certain amount of, attention maybe because everyone has their own lives to an extent so when you can have a friend where they can back and forth and they can say you know one week you you guys can be talking about something that's really hectic or something like that and then the next week everything's fine but then with your therapist i feel like the difference between that is that the focus it's not a give and take relationship mm. Yeah, there's not, that balance is not the set, like, that yeah. balance is not there. And I think that's where you can benefit from. And I think this suits your, like, we all have an attachment style. And I think that might suit you. Like, you yeah. want that consistency and that quote unquote safe space to know, like, regardless, I have the space to talk about X and yeah. Yeah, that matters to you. And I was thinking, like, when you've gone to a, <laughs> when you're going through, like, a relationship, uh, at least with a therapist, there's no um in in terms of that balance there's no reason for that relationship to ever really go sour because <laughs> the the thing about a therapy is that it's a reflection of you entirely mm. like at least if it's done properly i think like because your therapist like i don't think a therapist is really there to give you advice they're just there to guide you through your thoughts and then you get to your own conclusion necessarily yeah. because then because then there's no there's no um pressure on your therapist to make you happy if that makes sense mm. like there's no re whereas your friends and family there's a pressure to keep you happy or make you happy with your therapist there's no pressure to do that it's just it's just about you yeah you unlocking and yeah like and this i feel like that that dynamic is what makes it different as well right right i agree actually I, I, I don't really, oh, I understand, but I know for me, um, like, so I've been seeing my reflexologist who is like reflexology slash, um, counseling. Um, and with her, it's been great seeing her, but I've realized that the pattern within me is to become dependent on, on the session that I have with her. And then I tend to table stuff or table issues until I can raise them with her and do our card readings and find the route and everything. And then, and then it's another week. Um, and usually I have a, a breakdown, um, uh, clockwork, like on the Sunday evening, right before I see wow. her on the Monday. Yeah. Like, you know, an issue will arise and. Lately, I've just been feeling like what I would like to be the outcome of all of this is to be able to 
strengthen so for me how you know how i want to work with my life is is to strengthen my intuitive capability to be able to um ask myself the questions that i that i need her to ask me or that she asks me or to to start being able to have the insight like an outsider on my own life um you know to but then also the nice things like draw my own cards um so so Vakundra, are you okay Sorry. She's fighting my cat. Um, yeah. So f- for me, and I think because of my attachment style, um, I feel it- it's good, but I'm starting to feel disempowered. And I know in order to, so I feel for me to take my empowerment back, um, I kind of feel like what would be useful for me would be to be taught how to do it for myself and then to continue. And then in terms of my other relationships, like what I've been doing recently, um, and I've been having friction with all my friends is that I'm trying to elevate all of my relationships so that they are more meaningful so that we can ask each other the hard questions so that we can be vulnerable and messy. Um, and we don't always have to be on our A game or always have to be there only for the joy that we bring, but actually just there for the real stuff and to be able to communicate when we can't handle being there for the real mm. stuff, stuff like that. So I, I don't, for me, it would mean being dependent on someone else. And I, for me, I can't afford that. But I think, and, and why I agree with both of you, Pick a but side. Pick a side. Um, isn't there a Drake? No, 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 no. Three or <laughs> five. Pick, pick a side. side. Pick a <laughs> um, So why I agree with Abelardi is... I'm pretty is... sure he says look alive. But no. Oh, he does say look alive. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what, Abs? On this podcast, what we say goes. You need to understand. Yes, Abs. So, 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 so. Um, so what... So Abelade, myself, Unyak, we've all experienced a thing where we've invested in one friend or a close friend of ours, and that person's our rock, our foundation, where we go to to discuss things, our existential concerns. And then when you're having issues in that friendship or when that friendship drifts, you're, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. And so Abelade is actually safeguarding from that and saying, this is this one space I pay. Um, It's consistent. Unless this person dies or drops me as a, a patient yeah. or a, a client, um i have the space and i actually i've had that way you know with my all my close friends you know we've come together we've drifted come together and then that space is is kind of compromised and so i understand the 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 logic and carving out a space but also with new nyak i think what you're doing is you're not investing in one friend you're actually distributing you're making sure (laughs) i'm everybody's problem yeah everybody's problem you're making sure that all your friendships have the range to carry that aspect of you, which is let's talk about things. Let's talk about heavier, complex um, right. parts of us, which I think is great as well. Cause you're not investing in just one friend. Right. 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 So I guess it's what works for you. I guess so. I, I, I understand the reason why I la- say with Abelardi's, uh, Abelardi with your approach, I feel like, so I went to therapy in, in uni for two sessions. I nearly beat the shit out of that therapist. She was, <laughs> So I was infuriated because she was just there and like, and what do you think? And what do you want to do? Were you paying? No, it was free. <laughs> but I was international. I was going to jump. I pay international fees. You better put in that work. Put in that work. Send me with homework. So um, I expected, yeah, I think it's about your character type. I'm very proactive. And I think I want, I want that too. I wanted like an accountability coach. Um, and maybe a life coach would be better suited for me because I wanted someone who would say, 
that in their opinion, I am wrong, or this is where I did wrong, this is where I could do better, this is what they think I should do, in their opinion, not objectively. People will get locked up for that shit, don't you know? Well, oh, okay, life coaches won't, because that's what they do, but, okay. um, and therapists, well, I mean, because I, I already do the thinking anyway, I mean, I do, I, in my own capacity, I think about why I do what I do, why I say what I say, um, I understand how that links to, like, my parents, I think about that stuff, and if you, maybe for whatever reason, like don't do that on a day-to-day basis i can see why that's a good space to go and do that you know for an hour with someone else right but if you're already a bitch who thinks about all these things all the time anyway then give me my money like i need my coins back (laughs) speaking of coins what what is the what is the most or the best spent money you've ever spent for your health oh yeah i'd say mine is therapy you drop a coin on therapy yeah in terms of the most expensive for sure because that's every week and, you know, she makes sure that, that I pay before we even start talking. Ah, <laughs> I'm dead. And then she's like, oh, you're not going to need me? <laughs> she's, she's, she's calculating her holiday, man. Literally, Jeez. she has already spent that money. So, <laughs> But I think, do you know what? I think I'd be a good, I think I'd have a good, like, two years in therapy before I got locked up, like, as a therapist. <laughs> I think I could be, I think, I think I'd actually be a really what, good therapist. What does that mean? Report me. It means that she would lose her shit a good like one year and ten months in, and then just start telling people to like look, giving them ultimatums. <laughs> be serious. I'd be like, do you want this or not? You either you're you he- said you want to lose the weight, so why are you still here? No, but that. <laughs> but honestly, and, and she- <laughs> I would literally. And need too you'd much. be like, and so you can choose life, or and, then, and then you'd leave it open yeah, in life, or you know, there are options. So you just pick whichever one, and let's do this. Let's get it popping. Like, be serious. Oh so God. yeah, no, I think that's so horrible. Maybe a life coach. I think there's some people who do really well with me. Yeah, because the, some sometimes tough love. Hey, not every day enable abs. Does your therapist hold you accountable? Is she just listening to you on and on? No, no, she holds me accountable for sure. Does she tell you when you're being a fuckboy and when you're you're playing yourself? No, not. There's a there's a way of doing it. If you know what I mean, like, yeah, but, uh, the the aggression you're te- you're coming with. Good God, I know. You know, I, it's probably not how a skilled professional would approach things. <laughs> On behalf of the podcast, I'd like to apologize. <laughs> yeah i'm a bit impatient yeah so they would but it's it's in their own way you know it's yeah yeah it's not as yeah it's not as forward as forward and confident as As i would mukundu went to the dentist and she was like she asked the hygienist hey so would you tell people their breath stinks like would you be straight up with them she was like no you do other things like maybe think about flossing maybe think exactly 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 yeah Yeah, no no you're not a professional mukundra i'm actually (laughs) guys i would make so much i'm actually i was considering i really am toying i'm like i low-key i really do want to counsel actually (laughs) i think but you know what i'd say but i would be really i'd be like listen the bitch you see on this instagram platform here it's the same bitch if i think you're talking nonsense i'll say but like that's what you're paying for you're paying for you're paying for this energy because for some people this is the kind of energy they need you'll just zone out and start twitter like literally start tweezing my my chin yeah but do do you think do you think a life coach is like a counselor without like a relevant degree (laughs) yes that's why yes because i'm thinking honestly i'm thinking about them and i'm like why they must intersect so much. Like, well, I think how, a life coach. 
Yeah, carry well, on. A life coach is going to have an opinion about your life. Is going to they, they come with it's a it's accepted that they come with a specific view and from a specific angle, and that they value um you know either business, the corporate ladder, and they have some kind of um like expertise in that area. And their opinion is what you're seeking, and you're seeking advice from their lens. I think. And then with a therapist, as you say, like they create and hold space for you, so it really is more about you. But I feel like a life coach is. It, it's about you, but really how their framework can fit into your life. That's how I feel. Uh, with a life coach, um, but there are courses you can take to be a life coach, but you don't, from what I understand, you don't legally, you don't need any um, qualifications. I would take one just to make sure. Yeah, there's some things I can't say as bluntly, the things I say privately. So I would <laughs> take one just to make sure I know what I'm saying to people, because apparently words mean things. And then... Just go in, yeah. I think you would be the Gordon Ramsay of life. Coaching. I think I'd be the Gordon think Ramsay. Think about it. I would literally be the Gordon Ramsay. You would. <laughs> wow, no, there was a video I was watching where there was a life, some sort of life coach that like he only takes people in if he can like live with you for like a certain amount of time and all this sort of stuff. And I, I was like, so... I was thinking how hectic that would be. Abs would collapse. Abs would break the windows and run out. <laughs> He would just, actually collapse. He wouldn't open the door. No, he'd smash through the windows. <laughs> you just imagine like 6am, I just bust into your room. Just start uh, uh, screaming. But that's what, oh, no, and, no, and no. I really think uh, sometimes people are going to therapy. They should get a, they should throw in life coach, you know, a life coach session here and there. Um, because I think sometimes therapy, it, it's a different kind of accountability, but sometimes like there was a time in my life I just needed someone to tell me I'm just back on my bullshit. Like Mukundwa, you complain and you want things, but you're not willing to put in the work. So there's nothing to psychoanalyze. You're lazy. You won't have nice things and accept that or work. And it's like that simple. But like when we go round and round and round about it and we enable you and you complain and complain, at what point now, how do you know when this is helping or hurting someone? Some people just do, we stick to what we know. And if what we know is wallowing and complaining and staying in one space, and that's been enabled throughout, how do you get out of that kind of space? Like, but then again, I think it's to you to empower yourself and get a person who's going to really, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because at the same time, whilst I have a therapist, I still think I do all the work. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like there's a skill. Right, yeah. Right, right, like, right, right. Yeah, like there's a skill involved in how she like directs me and like guides like my thinking and asks like questions and stuff like that. But it's still a it's still a mental exercise that I go through myself. Right. And yeah, like the 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 aspect of like the progression and stuff is all down to me. Mm. And yeah. Well, speaking about um progression and doing the work, both of you. Let's start with you, Nyak. What is the point? I've been really thinking about what the point is of self-development work. Um, someone the other day asked me, they're like, how do you know what you should change about yourself and work on? Like, how do you know? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. Like, I think you just pick whatever serves you. What well, if it doesn't serve you, then work on it. Why should we work on ourselves? Why can't we remain the complicated Grinches that we are <laughs> and just keep it pushing? Because there will be someone who will, there'll be people who will tolerate it and who will coexist with it. So why even Dude. like put in the effort and the actual money to work on ourselves? Because like being miserable is boring. No, no, it doesn't mean you're being miserable. Or having a miserable life. That's okay. why. Oh, can I further explain it then? Okay. So let's say, um, uh, for me, myself, as Makundo, I'm oversensitive and I, um, react really quickly and aggressive. And, that, and aggressive and that affects people around me. But why should I work on that? Why not just have those qualities? 
attract the people who can actually who that for whatever reason are codependent or compliments and we just live like that yeah you can but then why don't you too like why bother working because I, because it's not enjoyable. So if you are aggressive and all those things and whatever, shame, I keep saying aggressive. Let's, you know, let's use a real so example me. with you. Oh God. Here you we go. Pick a, pick a trait about yourself. You're changing, but object, but objectively isn't necessarily an issue out of context. Um, maybe Slow like. Slow to make decisions. Oh, you don't like that though. You don't like that about yourself. Oh yeah. So that, that's what I want to oh. change. No, that's a good thing. Oh yeah. But that's it. Okay. So for you, it's about if you don't act, if you don't like it yes. about yourself, then change it. That's it. So if, if you're not enjoying it, if it's not, if it's not fun, if it's not giving me the, the life I want or the experience I want, then I, I can change it. I don't have to just mm. accept it as who I am. So that's why I said with your example, if you're fine with it, if people are actually irritating because they're too sensitive and they don't do anything around you, like those people, like fuck off out of that situation. Like find people that are your tribe then. It's fine. But if you don't like what your character traits produce in your world, mm. change them. Like for me, that's it. Like okay. self-dev for me is literally just like a buffet of what do you want? What's working? What's tasting nice? And mm. move towards that. And when it doesn't work, move towards the next. Because I just think life doesn't matter at all. And therefore, whatever you want to matter, matters. Mm. Yeah. I also think like deep down, everyone sort of knows where they're misaligned. True. And like where that creates some sort of tension within themselves. Yeah. And so, yeah, 100%. yeah. So I feel like when most most people struggle with that at some point in their lives, that's why self-development is so important. Because if... if if I didn't feel misaligned or if I didn't feel like that created some sort of tension within me and stuff, then yeah, like you said, I wouldn't bother with any of it, but it's that sort yeah. of, there's a tension between like you guys say the whole podcast is about like, you know, guiding yourself through to who you want to be. You know, there's that sort of innate nature of your mind where you know when you're not being truly yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's I it. think that's where it comes from. And I think that's why, for example, like therapy is successful when they do it like you're saying your therapist does, who creates a space for you to answer the questions to your issues to work through your life. Because you do know, but it's, you know, having that framework around it, yeah, so that's how I exactly. understand it, really, really helps, like to help you focus. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. But then I look at someone like Donald Trump. <laughs> why do we have to go to like the extreme of extreme like before donald trump everyone used to talk about hitler i know Let's say hitler. Hitler. <laughs> hitler. i look at mr trump and he honestly seems so content and like yeah. he's living his best life and <laughs> yes. i'm like he's really not trying to self-dev or change anything about himself no and he's extremely destructive but which is the way to live then? Like, is it really a more about, because look, let's say my, my impatience, that affects, you know, it hurts my friends. Um, people around me feel unlistened to or, or like they, they haven't been given space. How do I know what matters? How I feel or how it makes people around me feel? What do you think? What do I think? I think. I really don't know. I'm really starting to rest in my laurels. Like the cement is starting to solidify with my character. Um, it's too late already. Yeah. I honestly think, so for me, I believe what often what serves me, if I, the highest, the, 
in, in any moment, I can choose a whole myriad of, of responses, but the one that tends to serve me is also the, the best one for the collective. And that might be a client asking me to do something for discounted, and I say no. That doesn't look like it serves them, but if I'd said yes, I would have done it with a grudge, it would have been a bad product. So it always serves the collective when I do what's right by me. Mm. Um, and an argument for that is... Someone could say, well, Trump does what's right by him and look how that serves the collective. So I don't know. I just know for me, my true north is always like a kindness that uh, permeates myself and the people around me. But I can't necessarily give that advice to everyone because if I told Trump to do that, he might put up the wall. <laughs> so I just think, you know, you just don't. I don't know that that applies to everybody. I know I'm benevolent. I can't say that everyone's nature... You are absolutely not benevolent. I am. <laughs> I am. See, like, no one can hear the joke in your voice, so you need to actually tell people when you're joking. They can, well, because now people bitches think I'm. But maybe that wasn't being your, skin. Your, your problem is you think I'm joking when I'm trying to, <laughs> when I'm trying to self dev you. I'm so dead. But you know what I mean. Like, if you don't believe people are benevolent, if you believe you're an animal who. Um, it's inherently cruel, then I won't tell you to follow your, I won't tell you to follow your true north. Cause you, if you think your true north is violence, you're going to go and do what you need to do. Okay. <laughs> well, my, my thoughts on that is, um, that, so, okay. Holistically, I believe that we all have, we all plug into, um, a bigger spiritual system. And I think that if all of us follow our true north, and we do what's best um, for what we believe is best uh, in our highest interest and for those around us, then the system balances itself out. So I think that on a spiritual level, um, there is so much awareness that has come up about the the illness and the, the disease in America because of, or in the world really, because of Trump's behaviors and how easily it's been for all this racism to surface and everything. And I think that that in a, in a twisted way, it was necessary for a twisted man to have so much clout, um, so that so many people could agree with him for everyone to realize, okay, we really are not where we thought we were. Mm. And this is how we rally oh, together. And this is how we make a change. And this is oh. who I am in face of that. And then people make decisions about who's the best they, they can be in face of oh, all I the see. shit. Right. So, so what the best, oh, can I? Yes. So you're saying the best cause of action might always not on the surface look like the best. But, yes. but everything that happens in life is always to the highest benefit eventually of everybody. Yes. So as long as we listen to that, to our true north, no matter what it is, I just feel like the best always comes out. Okay. Our yes. true north in response to other people. So if Trump does this, that doesn't mean my true north looks like his. It looks like, what is my response? Exactly. Maybe more kindness? There you go. Exactly. That was a... Yes. Okay. Very interesting. Mm, yeah. So interesting. all kind of a one organism. That's very interesting. Yeah. See? That's really okay. So that's some, that, that's, that's what self devil. That's very high level. It is because um, that's where I live. We, maybe we should link. I'll think about if we should link a link to that because you're coming from the space of link. This is link. Kind of, I, I'm going to put a link because this is kind of soul contracty. This is getting yes. to yeah. So I'm going to put a link about soul contracts um, to understand the the context Yak's coming from. I also came up with some of that by myself. Like I am just, but yeah, but that is literally amazing. <laughs> Yucky. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> okay. That's a conglomerate of the stuff you've read. Yes. Alrighty, guys. Um, I also want to ask, do you guys, so Abelada had said, this is jumping off a point he made. I can't remember exactly what, it, what you said, Abs, but essentially, does perception shape reality or do we perceive what is objectively true? What do you guys think? Abs, I think this is one for you. Yeah, mm. this is one for Abelada. <laughs> no, I do think, um, 
I think perception does shape your reality 100%. And the reason I'd say that is because you have to, everyone has to live their life in their own context. And I feel like a lot of yeah. when people are misaligned and, and the tension is when you're trying to follow other people's sorts, like someone else's story. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're not taking that context into your own life. And especially with like social media and things like that, that we do with these days, there's that constant reminder of someone else's story, some like someone else's path. And then that yeah. comparison between, you, you know, your path and their path. And then that's usually the biggest problem. Like you, yeah. you know, one of the things that even my mom said to me whilst we were driving in a car, like last week was very much about this. And she was saying, you know, everyone has their own path and the mm. thing. Yeah. And that, and why that really stuck with me is because about the, the point of perception. And it's like, you have to live life within your own context and you can't, you know, it's up to your own intuition to know, you know, what advice to take and what advice not to take. And I feel like the more you trust your own intuition, the, you know, the less of that tension that you're going to feel or feeling as if you're inadequate or feeling, you know, all these sure. other in, all these other insecurities that we constantly struggle with. I think all of it starts there. Yeah. I agree with that. I have to believe that we are complete and whole and that we were, that we have everything we need to navigate yeah. this this adventure yeah. why or else what you kill yourself <laughs> well <laughs> pretty much well no there is no or else like that's it <laughs> you mean if i didn't believe that it would be boring no it would be horrible because then what's the right answer do i follow this church do i follow yeah. that religion do i oh god do i follow gary zukov and work mm. till 3 a.m and wake up i agree four? i think we all need a pigeonholed view so pick whatever pick your poison pick your pick do tarot reading christianity cults <laughs> whatever you need to pick a lens through which to exist because if you don't it can be overwhelming Absolutely. and you can end up just in mcdonald's exactly store. and i feel like the worst scenario is when you're just in limbo and you're lost yeah, and you're constantly sure, yeah. chucking a hundred percent in this direction one month and then the <laughs> next month you chuck it it's like that to me that's Ooh. when you're really living in hell like that's hell <laughs> So uh, you'd rather just walk in ignorance in one direction Absolutely. properly consistently. Yes. <laughs> ah, Joker, Joker. I'm with you, Abs. No, I'm 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 there with you. And what's interesting as well, um, I was thinking about about perception and reality is with um these kind of spiritual practices like tarot, um, star signs, astrology, is that I've found I feel like with tarot reading, Abs, do you you are you familiar with tarot, right? Yeah. Did you get your cards read before? Yes, when I was in America. <laughs> what did they say? Are you, you going to win? Are you getting married at 20? I'm, I'm going to win for sure. I'm <laughs> what did they say? Oh my God, no, Abs, can you tell us? No, the only thing I can really remember from it was that she was like, you know, you have a lot of potential that you're going to unlock. Um, and she was saying That's, that, that sometimes... <laughs> that is from a fortune cookie, my dear. No, 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 I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> And basically she was, she was basically saying like, it's practically down to me because I'm the only person holding myself back is me. Mm, um, and basically yeah. what she was saying is the more I go within myself, the more success that I'm going to accomplish. I think that's great advice. No, but I it's also, true. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, no, you know, it's true. Gen generic. 
it's, or rather it's applicable yeah, it's sure. applicable to literally to everyone but it's it, 100% true, true as well yeah. for everyone but but what what would be more important to me was is that the question that was on your mind at that time like did it did it make sense to you like you know what i mean did it like hit home that's what would matter did it I think I was very much in limbo. Like right now I'm paraphrasing, but that's what I've um, brought from it from then. Okay. This is like three years ago from then till now. Right, um, right, right. So it's expired. I, no, I'm yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm I don't sorry. Think, I think it's necessarily expired. What, what, what I'd say is that from what, from what the feeling she gave me then is mm. similar to the feeling I feel when I'm most aligned, if that makes sense. Uh, okay. Most aligned. These are, this language you're using, what are you watching yeah. these days, Alex? What are you smoking? <laughs> a man, a lot of weed every day. <laughs> okay. Well. I feel like, no, that's definitely a joke. Isn't that a joke? I can't imagine you smoking weed. Oh, no, no. I smoke weed every day now. <laughs> oh. All right. Okay. Um, so, I was kind of what he's <laughs> So, um, yeah, with tarot card readings, I feel like now that I look back on all the readings I've had, whatever answer I've wanted to find, I found. Like, you find whatever you look for. And I think... I think that's incredible. Yeah, like, when you're like, oh, is my uh, what's, what's happening in my business? I want to know how it's going to do. Whatever you feel the case is, like, if you... If you, first of all, if you're already seeking that kind of information, you already have the answer. When you're seeking like tarot about a specific, a really specific question, like my relationship with this person, my job, um, you kind of have the answer. You just need that like, confirmation. Yeah. And they just, they, yeah, comes back at you. It's all like your own knowledge somehow. And then also with, so that's like perception. And, and sometimes I'll have her, had a tarot reading and then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so in that way, perception has informed my reality i've been told this is going to happen and so it does because i like align with that and i behave in, in accordance and oh that's interesting mm, definitely and even if you think about your memory like your selective memory yeah so i was remembering like my childhood with a particular adult figure in my life like it's really like traumatic and they're shouting and aggression and we didn't get along and i've got this trauma i need to work through and then Yak tells me what she remembers from when I was a child is that we had a great time, me and this adult. Mm. And we were laughing. We were best of friends. And that's completely shifted my mind. Now, suddenly, I don't feel like I have trauma I need to go to therapy for because I've been told my memories were selective and that somebody was there older than me and who yeah. remembers a really good time. Mm. And so I just think what we think is true just becomes true. And that's why Shit. all the way back to diagnoses, I'm mindful of... Getting diagnoses, sharing diagnoses, um, how I engage with my family and friends who've got diagnoses, because I don't want to play into the story and role play what we believe to be true. You've heard of people who've been told they've got cancer and then mm-hmm. they never did and now the symptoms are coming up. No, like Uncle Deepak, actually, he said when he was practicing medicine, he gave, he read someone's results wrong. He read the wrong person's results and said, Oh, sorry, you've got cancer. And that person like aged in two minutes. And then he was like, Oh shit, sorry, uh, wrong results. And immediately like everything started getting, like you could see, yeah. So we've just got to be mindful of this. I feel like, um, okay you know if 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 this, the readings are the readings you've got whatever you've got but you don't have to play you don't have to role play what it means to have that thing um you can have depression but you don't have to role play depression it's something you can experience but not be you right. know i'm experienced dep- i'm experiencing depression i'm not it 
And like, that's yeah. such a big difference. Yeah. And I feel like we need to like empower ourselves and each other to just not role play the illnesses we have been told we have. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Cause it took me to be told that I had depression to then go and get help and mm. then not mm-hmm. feel depressed anymore. So like, right. yeah, so I get what you mean in, in terms of the experience where it's not that I had depression and now I don't have depression. It's more of like, like you just said, like I experienced depression because then that yeah. way it leaves it, it leaves it to be, you know, a situation where it's more of a flow. It's not a black and yeah. white. Like yeah. sometimes you're leaning into it or, or you're in it and sometimes you're sometimes not. Sometimes you're not, it's yeah. Like, I love that. I love that. Um, Abelardi, are there any closing statements from you, my friend? Um, I'd say if you can't afford therapy or if, if you can't get like a, you know, like um, the government funded access, I'd say there's nothing cheaper than following your own intuition. Oh, didn't expect that from you, that Abs. So... I'll be honest. Ooh. That was beautiful. I've grown. I've grown. That's actually hot. That's very dateable. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I've already gotten pussy from this podcast, so I know. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, Mukunda, this podcast has brought me nothing. Do you realize? I don't even have more followers. I have nothing. <laughs> and Abs has literally a wife. Everything. <laughs> I'm so dead. Okay, my closing statements. Um, I would say. Because of this podcast, I'm going to play more with the idea of living in a state of self-care. The things that I label self-care to make them an exception, to bring them more into my life so that I live um, in in that state, so that my life is taking care of myself. That's gorgeous. Thank you. I love that. And I think I have nothing to say. Um, <laughs> I have nothing to say. I would say do whatever serves you, uh, but never like actually I do have something that do whatever serves you, but don't lie to yourself. Mm -hmm. So even if you're in self-destructive patterns, even if you are feeling sorry for yourself or in a rut, don't pretend, be honest with yourself and allow yourself to indulge in that. Indulge in being down, Mm -hmm. feeling sorry for yourself. Don't lie and say, this is the work. As long as you're honest with yourself about where you are, indulge in whatever level you are. Mm -hmm. um, Because that is a self-awareness that'll get you to wherever you want to be eventually. Mm. I love that. Being honest with yourself. Mm. Oh my god! Look Thank at us. Thank you so You're much. So we grown. will link Avalade's details. For I don't you know. To... I think he's really benefited enough. <laughs> I know. You must actually pay us royalties. Don't literally. don't stop my blessings, please. <laughs> literally, don't block his blessings. Thank you so much, Avalade. We'll let you run off to your what soccer match. It's an event, yeah, where we just watch live football and then they do like a little podcast oh, afterwards. Not serious. Oh, you do a podcast afterwards? No, no, I they have... do. Oh my... They do. Oh. Not me. Not me. Not me. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, enjoy. So you're going to go socialize. Exactly. Have difficult conversations with all of those friends, okay? They're not Absolutely. friends, they're just men. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll just talk about football and get drunk and then stop talking. <laughs> and they're just in silence on the game. Alrighty. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We love you all. We love you all. Um, subscribe so you get the notifications. Yeah. And leave a review. Change your mind. Leave a review. Bye, cuties. Bye. Abs. Yes, I'm still here. Say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs>